Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 What we need to do is see the world in you and see the world in me. And when we get into our bones, we wake up to the moans of freedom, of freedom. So like. Like a track's like when we get on the mic, we got that pussy on type. And the vortex all right, got them all calling out. Vibe higher, bitch. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. I'm your host, Megan Granger. And as always, we are joined by co-host Dana Moon. Hi! Hi, Dana. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Today, we have Zach Noe Towers on the podcast. He is the best thing that has ever happened to this podcast yep other than me joining it as a co-host and other than me just being born um here is his instagram bio this account is dedicated to the best things on earth gay sex Mm. comedy me what what else do you want (laughs) truly what else do you want in life he has the funniest instagram account where he just like messages people on grinder he's so fucking funny also he he he's gay but he looks just like my ex-boyfriend so i'm like really attracted to him yeah he's beautiful i met him god i must have met him like maybe six years ago i've known him forever and ever and ever and every time i see him i'm like why are we not best friends why are we i would have locked that and i would have put a ring on it as best friends but we did that for years remember oh yeah we were just kind of like circling we were circling each other i thought you were mean Oh my god. I love that. Yeah, I thought you were like so grumpy and mean. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was just insecure. That's awesome. I love knowing Was that. I mean to you? No, I just was you were like really quiet and I take that as being mean. Oh my god, that was just me being like uncomfortable in a social setting. Love it. But love now it. I'm out of my shell and I'm just dancing and now, now she's farting now on try, people. Now I'm trying to put her back in her shell. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so here's the deal. Last night, I went to a 12-step meeting because whether or not you think you have a problem with alcohol and drugs, it really doesn't matter. There's always a point in everyone's life where they're like, mm, can I be doing better? You know what I mean? And I think I've hit that point where I'm just like, mm, I think I could be doing a little bit better. So I went to a 12-step meeting and it was great. And then I came home and immediately went and bought some beer. And I was like, this is a, a problem oh <laughs> this really happened this happened yes okay for the listeners at home who probably think this is a bit no uh, this is just megan's life this is literally true i like walked home from the 12-step meeting so proud of myself and i was like i'm a different person i get it now well megan tried to convince me to go and yeah. i had so much resistance yeah, you like, didn't go. The, I couldn't go. I was like paralyzed. I was thinking about it because I was like, you know, this is this is beneficial for me. And also like, you know, supporting my friend who wants to go and doesn't want to go alone. Um, and I was like paralyzed. I like couldn't leave my couch. And I was like, what is this feeling that's like keeping me in these cushions? And I was like, I have to stay <laughs> I see home. you like under the cushion. It's like <laughs> I like your made a fort. I like buried myself. <laughs> yeah so also this week I had a very interesting moment with alcohol um where I admitted I don't really like lying I admitted to a lie that I told and it blew up very hard into my face I haven't told you the story yet and I'm really excited about it okay okay should I be like worried yeah no (laughs) Um, okay (laughs) So like two years ago, I went and and stayed the night at Val Bloom's house. Everybody knows Val Bloom. Everybody She's knows great. Um, and the next day, I woke up and I was cold. And she was like, "Here, take the sweatshirt." It was this white sweatshirt that said "American Drinking Team" on it. Okay, I'm like, "Cool, thanks." I, I take it. I, I wear it home. And then she texts me and she's like, "Hey, that's actually let's call him Jerry." She's like, "Hey, that's actually Jerry." Call him Jared. Let's call him Jared. But that's like so Subway. Can we call him Gary? Yeah. Okay. She's. Can we call him Phil? Uh, I mean, you know what I'm going to call him? I'm going to call him Taylor. Dad. <laughs> so we're going to call him Taylor after our producer. Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Um, So she's like, here, take Taylor's uh, 
it, it's Taylor sweatshirt, so just uh, give it back to me. And I was like, okay. I ended up wearing it and getting red wine all over it, just as you said you did to your sister's pants. This is what brought the story up for me. Um, later on in the episode, Dana admits something with some white pants. So that ends with her going for a jog in her thong underwear. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> well, when you put it that way, it sounds way cooler than what happened. So I get red wine all over it. I, I can't get it out. I wash it a million times. I'm like bored of it. So I drop it off at Goodwill and like a, and a big bag of other clothes. And I'm just like, fuck it. It's done. I don't know Taylor. I don't want to find Taylor. She Who was, really cares about Taylor, let's be honest. <laughs> she was dating this guy and she was like protective of him like in the past, so I didn't want to like hit him up. I was just like, fuck it, it's whatever. He can get a new sweatshirt. So oh, I actually need to write that down. I need to buy him a new sweatshirt. So uh he contacts me and he's like, Hey, Vale said you have my sweatshirt. And I was like, Uh-huh. And he's like, I um I actually really want it back. And he was like, I know this is weird, but my grandmother actually died in it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Your grandma died in an American, like, beer team sweatshirt? And he was like, yeah, um, it's like a lot of meaning for me. And I was like, okay. Me- this is so morbid. Yeah. And I, w- I was like freaking out. And so I told a lie. I was like, I think I lent it to somebody. Let me try to find it. So I drive to the DMV, like squealing, like a cartoon, like, you mean Goodwill? Flames. What did I say? DMV? Oh, yeah. Goodwill. I didn't go to the DMV. Fuck that. You dropped the <laughs> sweatshirt off at the DMV. I dropped it off at the Goodwill. I fly to the Goodwill. I can't. Goodwill, DMV. Same thing, right? Whatever. They're both annoying. I, I go there. I can't find it. and But I keep like putting them off, putting them off. I'm like, let me ask a few more people. Keep going to Goodwill's, like searching for this fucking thing. I go to Coachella. I'm walking across the lawn. I hear somebody screaming my name. Like, Megan Megan and at first I thought I was popular I like turn around and there's Taylor just like dripping sweat red like has been running after me for so long he's like do you have the sweatshirt I'm like are you wearing it no I it's gone forever but I was like no I'm still looking for it that was the last conversation we had the Sunday at brunch over a few mimosas I admitted to Taylor's best friend what had happened and he wrote Taylor and told him the truth. And now Taylor's mad at me. That's the whole story. I know. It's too it's too crazy. I should write it to Reader's Digest. Maybe you can um like redesign that sweatshirt on some I, th- I just wrote down to get him a new one. That's what I wrote down in my diary right now. Maybe go on a website, redesign the sweatshirt, put it in put it on your grandma and then kill her. Kill her. <laughs> take the sweatshirt off and be like my grandmother died in this one it has meaning here (laughs) you're you might go to jail but you'll make this psychopath happy why would you want a sweatshirt of a family member that passed away that is sick why would you give said sweatshirt to veil bloom why would you ever okay if it really meant something you would not give it to anybody else to wear well so his, that's his his fault i'm it's sorry his fault. It's i'm his taking fault. i'm taking your side on this thank you i'm just saying like you know i shouldn't have taken the sweatshirt i shouldn't have lied about it i shouldn't have got red wine on it i should be sober that's what we talk about today so this episode is amazing because our magical unicorn zach talks about sobriety and it's what's interesting is that he didn't really have like a normal rock bottom that most people are like well i guess uh my family's disowning me unless i get sober like he mm. literally was just like I'm not happy with, you know, how often I use alcohol. I am not happy with where I'm at in my career or personal. Like, all of it just needed a shift, which is kind of weirdly where we're at. So it's, I feel like this was a little bit of a therapy session for us in yeah. a way. So if you if you don't have a problem with drugs or alcohol, congratulations. We are jealous so of you. So jealous. Um, but I think there's so much to be gained from this episode. It's just like a catalyst to change and to grow and to do all of the things that we need to do, do the hard work, uh, whether or not it's sobriety. It's just cool to hear somebody who dug deep. I know. And it's really inspiring. And it's also makes you feel a little less alone when, especially when he shares his experience of not feeling safe being who he truly is yeah. and kind of like, you know, putting up 
those walls and shields and acting a certain way to please people and using drugs and alcohol to feel comfortable in your body and it's like that's I think what really hit home for me yeah because I tend to do that a little bit not you here's one of his Instagram posts um that we really love when I was younger I thought being gay was one of my weaknesses but these days I realize it's my primary source of strength it's unfortunate that we still live in a world where just being yourself can be so scary but I promise there is so much joy to be had when you get past that fear there we go ladies and gentlemen Beautiful. Get those weaknesses you were ashamed of when you were little. Weaknesses, I'm using air quotes. You mm-hmm. can't see me because it's a podcast. But bring them to the light. It's There's so much gold in there. There's so much joy to be had. And you are spectacular just the way you are. Hmm. I love that. So um, did you have an update for us on your, on your journey? I left LA. Yeah. I went to Richland, um, Washington. I did um, some shows in probably the weirdest town that's ever existed in America. Sounds like and a Goosebumps town. Yeah, totally. I And I drank because I was just like, Ugh, this is not where I want to be in my life. And that's a problem. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Say yeah. it on the count of three. One, two, three. And that's, that's a problem. problem. Oh, I thought we were saying and before. That's okay. Okay. Um. So you just. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not too exciting. I, I just like it. I was just in this like weird town and where you just drink because there's like nothing else to do. And it. I missed L.A. and it's kind of a boring story. I thought I had something more like um, entertaining, but. Well, we're happy to know you're doing shows. You're on the road. You're I just wanted to to say that just to let you guys know that I'm headlining. Yeah, really. No, weird well, you times. hadn't said headlining yet, but we're glad that you did just now. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It was an all female lineup. Uh, there was a female host feature, and then um, I, I, you know, and then you know, I mean, just like not a big deal. It was just like the headliner was also female because it was fe- myself. Exactly, but that's not a big deal. Exactly, but you don't really find that. You don't find all female lineups. No. On the road. So I thought that was pretty powerful. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You guys, what are you doing with your lives if you haven't rated Superficial Magic five stars? I actually want to know what you're doing because... It takes one second. We need it. And if you already have done it, thank you. We love you. We love you so much. Um, We appreciate it. Go give Superficial Magic five stars. Leave it a little review. It makes our day. Mm -hmm. I read them all. I read all the reviews. Sometimes they're not you know so great no they're all good they're all well, good there's one that's mean but that's okay we'll Go. ask them to take that down <laughs> please if you wrote that take that down <laughs> if you're still listening <laughs> after all those things you said about me um no okay so superficial magic vibrator group on facebook we have so much fun people were saying they couldn't find it how um it i, I don't know but i think i fixed it so um, you fixing technology? It was with the help of Rebecca. I, I think I think we fixed okay, it. Rebecca did it. Rebecca might have done it, but <laughs> it, maybe I haven't fixed it. So just let me know if you can't find it. What I love so much about the Facebook group is somebody posted, "Let's just all set an intention that it works itself out." And I was like, "This is literally so on brand for the podcast yeah. and so what I'm about." I was like, "How do I fix this?" And somebody was like, "Just." manifest it (laughs) okay just think on it and pray and then leave it alone i mean truly it's that's there's no more beautiful words yeah truly just pray for your facebook and move on with your life um okay we can't wait to hear what you think about this episode please share it with a friend yes share it with all the friends it's very funny it's very honest and it's really it really touches my heart it's for everyone it's for everyone enjoy so, Zach, um, you said you had to go to work today. No, I said I had to be in Century City at noon. Okay. Um, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> told me you had work. No, look at the text. Well, what are you doing, actually? <laughs> I'm going to see A Star is Born, and I'm not ashamed. Zach was like, I need a hard out at 11.20. <laughs> I need to be in Century City at noon. And I'm you like, he has an important meeting. And <laughs> every, every screening of this movie I don't see, I feel like I get less gay. Like, <laughs> like a point is taken off yes, of your gay. And like, yeah. gay Twitter's blowing up. All the gays are seeing it. They started seeing it Wednesday night, and I'm like, 
Uh, oh my god, I'm it's aching. Friday. I know. Are I'm, you gay? I'm almost bisexual. <laughs> and you know that terrifies me to say out loud. I'm seeing a lot of snaps where people are crying and tagging oh. the star. Like they're yeah, like, everybody's like, such a good movie. Gaga's gonna win an Oscar. Cooper's gonna win an Oscar. Oh god. I think it could happen. Megan oh. knows Bradley Cooper. What? And she acts like she doesn't. You guys, I truly I do not. I knew pre-famous Bradley Cooper. That counts. Yeah. And she like hung out with him. Good. Is he good or bad? He is the best. Oh, okay, good. He is the best. He like processed a breakup with me for five hours Aww. at a party once and Aww. was just... Were you guys on lots of cocaine? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you talk about something so at a party for five, for five hours, hours. You're like not blinking, like no, dehydrated no, no on cocaine. cocaine. Um, I think it was just, I think it was just a little bit of the boozy Susie. Oh great, okay, you know, okay. Boozy Susie. Did you see his dick? No. <laughs> Damn. What? I should have asked. Where does your mind go? How can you have a conversation? Always, break up always to, to Bradley dick? Cooper's dick. Like that's where my mind ends up. Like, it's funny because like his energy is so different now. Back then, he. You wouldn't have been like, I want to see Bradley Cooper's dick. <gasps> Interesting. Like he stepped into being Bradley Cooper. He stepped, a star was born. Wow. And it's because he got sober. Get, you think? Uh huh. I feel like Zach just got interested. Uh, interested. Just got it, interested yeah. in the conversation. <laughs> I feel like he just woke up. You're no. Like, Bradley Cooper, he's dick. sober. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a turn on for me. If I hear a guy like that is like sober, for sure. Of course. We're going to be talking to you about sobriety today. Um, I Am I allowed to say I went to AA last night or is that like breaking Alcoholics um, Anonymous? Whenever I'm on, whenever I'm interviewed, I say I'm in a 12-step program. Got it. You're but not supposed to say the program? It's like at, at a level of press, radio, and film, we're anonymous. So it's like when I talk about it on something like this, I would just say 12-step program. Okay. But like you can do whatever you want. You shouldn't say like, I saw Bradley Cooper at an AA meeting last right. night. But... Well, I was at a 12-step program last night. <laughs> what if you do uh, CODA? Because we, we talk Is about that going... children of something? <laughs> it's children of the court. <laughs> it's a codependent. Codependent. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymous? Like, yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, like, it's we, really cute. We talk about it a lot on podcasts, so can we not do that? <laughs> We only talk about ourselves. No, I think that's fine. I think if you're, even with AA, I think if as long as you're sticking to yourself, like, it's okay. Well, I went to a 12-step program. Sure. That was in CODA. And then afterwards, I was, like, so hype. And I was like, I'm ready to come into my body. Whitney, our tantric sex teacher, has had me being, like, masturbating intentions into my body. I was like, I'm going to go lay on the, like, rug do some intention work, get in my body. Intention meaning jerking off? Right. Okay. And then I went <laughs> and drank instead. Wait, but, but walk me through that. Did you like, you came? No, okay. I got home and I was like, I don't want to do that oh. at all. Oh. And I was just like, I want to go to bed and I want to get up early because you were coming. I, I was just, I'm going to blame it on you, essentially. I, please, um, I can take it. But yeah, so that was a little bit So, but you drank at home. Yeah. Like wine. You get a, like a glass of wine or something. So I'm like a Wisconsin dad and it's like beer. a PBR. It's beer for me. She's a beer, How she's many a beer did you girl. have? Three. Okay. To like, is that like a nightly thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's well, really fun. <laughs> but I want to stop. Great. And then I think you should just keep going to meetings. Okay. Try to go to a meeting every day. What? Oh. I go to a meeting every day. Okay. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Say that again. I mean, I go to a, an AA meeting every day, seven days a week. Yeah, How? Monday, Monday through Friday, I go to a seven thirty AM meeting. Okay, uh, near Runyon Canyon, and it's like my home group. It's like a bunch of bitter old gay men, which is my tribe, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's seven thirty, eight thirty, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday I go to nine AM, Sunday I go to ten AM. And then sometimes they oh. go to two in a day. Okay, so amazing. How? <laughs> what if you skipped a day? Would you feel off? It's 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 truly exactly like committing to a, a gym lifestyle, but it's like a gym for your for your soul and your your mind. So like if you skip like a day, I may not notice it at all. But like three days, you're like I'm feeling soft. Mm. You know what? We it's interesting because we work out our bodies, mm-hmm. and, but there is no program for us to work our no out our minds. I mean therapies. Maybe one. Yeah, 50 minutes a week. Yeah. yeah. Or, or meditation. Some people do. I meditate daily. But like those are even like short. Like think of all this time you spend drinking or doing drugs. Like I always think like when I was drinking and doing drugs, it felt like I was trying to take a shortcut to meditation and to like right. to that to that. Oh, I feel like 
like I can breathe like after like that third or fourth drink or whatever I was like oh now I feel like I'm myself or whatever and now like I feel that without the drugs and alcohol like all the time no yeah oh my gosh wow how long have you been sober for um this November 27th it'll be three years and what was the catalyst of this? What did you do? Um, truly, like, I don't have a great story. I, like, turned 30, and I was like, none of this is cute. Yeah. Um, I, like, hadn't achieved. I came here. I moved here when I was, like, 22, about to turn 23 uh, with, like, you know, stars in my eyes. Like, I'm going to be Lady a Gaga. movie star. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be something big, you know? And I woke up when I was 30, and I was like, wow, I'm a waiter. No shame to waiters. It's just not what I came here to do. Yeah. You know, I'm a waiter. Um, I don't have representation people know me in the comedy scene but I'm not like I'm not like held high by my peers like I just not achieved anything I set out here to do and I knew that drugs and alcohol may not be like killing me yet but it was definitely a hurdle that was keeping me from getting to where I was trying to go yep and for me like I've been a binge drinker since I was 15 like 15 to 30 I I didn't drink every night but I binge drank when I drank like I have an on or an off switch like I don't want to have one glass of wine with you at dinner I want to split a bottle and then have shots of tequila and then if there's coke later like let's do some coke you know like (laughs) yeah on or off on or off so some so could you not drink for like a week so if you, yeah, so you were like, I'm not going to drink for a week. Definitely. Um, I did that a lot. I did the like the sober January or the so I just picked 30 days. And make I'm not going to drink the 30 days. And it's so funny. It was always the best 30 days of my year. And then day 31, my head would be in a toilet because I went back to drinking. Mm. And they say like alcoholism is a progressive disease. Like it picks up right where you left off. Wow. Yeah, I definitely I mean, I'm like Native American have it in my blood uh, my dad's side of the family like everyone's an alcoholic so like when I want to drink I want to drink like that sure but I feel like I don't have a problem mm-hmm. because I cannot drink for a week or a month but it's like when I get in the habit of drinking I just all I want to do is drink it's all I think about um I mean like the you're like, like you're an alcoholic no I hate this I know I always feel like Oprah like you're an alcoholic and you're an alcoholic you don't get um, a car don't drive a car yeah, you're it's gonna like crash your, your car yeah it's like ingrained in our society though it's oh, like everybody it's very let's get a drink. social let's get a drink billboards it's all sexualized it's all like the sexy people them at the in the movie have like a martini and like whiskey on the rocks and stuff you know but I think the short thing with like figuring out if you have a problem with alcohol is asking yourself if you might have a problem with alcohol because truly normal drinkers never think of that. <laughs> oh, fuck. They don't think they have a problem. Yeah, they've never gone. I wonder if I have a problem with drinking like truly like normal average people who right. are not affected by alcohol. They don't ever think I wonder if I have a drinking problem. So were you using alcohol to numb out or just to like be yourself or to have more yeah, fun? All of the above. Like I was a I was a pre pre bar drinker. Like the pre party was very important. I couldn't go to gay bars without being pretty like buzzed on the way to drunk. I didn't feel comfortable amidst gay men. I didn't feel comfortable at cool people's parties. But it was all like compiled because like I wasn't taking steps towards my goals. So I felt insecure around yes. these people. And then like after those drinks or that line, I was like, you know what? I am kind of cute. And like, I'm doing stuff and I have a show tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like I, I could piece together like a good story to tell myself, but like truly at the end of the day, like I was just, it was all, it was all like a protective coat, you know? Yeah. So do you feel like, um, gosh, I just lost my thought, but there's so many thoughts coming at the same time. Dude. Um, I could talk about sobriety for, Hours. It's so I'm it's sorry, so it's not interesting. funny so no, far. No, it's but. so funny. <laughs> the I, idea of not drinking is hilarious. I love it. No, okay. Um so you're saying that once you were just like I'm going to work on my goals. Here's my clear fucking goals. Let's do it. I'm not fucking around anymore. A lot of the desires to have to do that thing went away. To drink? Yeah. Um the desire still crops up. Um, because I still have a fondness. Like I, I remember all the good times I had drinking and I wonder, <clears throat> there's a whole thing in that you learn in the program that's like playing out the tape. It's like, mm. I, I had this resentment when I stopped drinking for a while. Like after like month six, I was like, I could have a glass of wine, like go out to dinner on a cute date and like have a glass of wine. But I have to do that thing. Where I'm like, no, like one glass of wine will lower my inhibitions just enough 
to have a second glass. And then, like, the third glass, like, all bets are off for the next, like, 18 hours of my life. Yeah. But so, like, the desire didn't leave. But, like, definitely when I... The the desire... The need to drink left, I guess. But then I was just left with this uncomfortable version of myself that I did not know. I guess that's where we, we come into this. Because how do you, like, come home to yourself? We are not taught this in society whatsoever. <sighs> It was so uncomfortable the first year. Like, yeah. and if I'm being honest, like the second year was better, but not amazing. I just, I like, I didn't realize I was lying to myself about so many things. Dude, this is like really hitting home. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I feel oh. the same way. I, one of the dumbest things, and I bring this up, I don't know why, like, I used to say I hated cats. And I don't know why, because now, like, this Zach, like, is obsessed with cats like I love them <laughs> right but like, I thought it gave me like personality I thought it was like uh maybe like a divisive thing to say and like I just like I'm baffled by like two and a half years ago I used to say I hated cats <laughs> just, I, it, isn't that it's crazy like it's crazy well I grew up with dogs and my my sister and brother hated cats my old they were older so I was really influenced by them so I was like I hate cats too yeah shoot them with the baby gun yeah you're like <laughs> and then <laughs> I became an adult with my own, I guess, mind. And I was like, I kind of love them. They're dope. <laughs> yeah. And you have to question like all these things like where, what, why do I think this way? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole thing like fear of people goes away. Cause like now I can like, I can walk into any room and I'm so like comfortable, you know? No, I, I don't know from experience, okay. <laughs> but I can see that you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, but it all compounds. He's like. Um, I also tell people like my career started when I got sober like I've been doing comedy probably for four years when I got sober but the past three years everything has happened wow you're yeah. blowing the fuck up I, I literally tell people it's all because of my sobriety like, I, I mean thousand percent so what do you think I mean sobriety is like choosing yourself Mm-hmm. To yeah. the highest level, sure. right? But you, what, the desire to become the best version of yourself, right? Right. How can we do that, but also drink? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, like as an alcoholic, I think it might be impossible. Yeah, but that's as an alcoholic. If you can throttle your drinking and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's I. I saw so much hope. Alcohol gave me so much hope. You know what I mean? Like it, it did give me courage and it made me feel more comfortable. And like like if there was alcohol there, I was like, oh, OK, like I'll be OK. But like like when you take that away, like you have to be that for yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, we have to be our own beer. You have to be your own beer. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's like an uh, escaping from who I am. Oh, yeah. Right. Did I already say that? No, I don't think so. Oh, God. I'm like becoming that like old lady that's like, repeating i don't want to be me i want to escape the body <laughs> i get annoyed mm-hmm. I, I so i i grew up with a very bad alcoholic father and my mom like constantly was like don't drink don't drink you guys have it in your blood it'll it's, come out it, yeah. yeah yeah so i have a really weird a uh, relationship with alcohol it's very love hate and it's very much like i've seen it destroy people i've seen it destroy family someone's life and I still do it. So that's weird, I think, for me personally. Sure. But this is what bothers me. <laughs> this is so stupid. Mm. But like when I'm around friends who like say we're getting a like say we're getting a drink. <laughs> they always have to get a drink. Oh, yeah. And they have like six drinks. And I'm like, we're getting a drink and I have like one or two and they have like six. I get so annoyed. Mm. And that's really weird. I shouldn't be. That's not my business. You get annoyed because you want to drink that much too, or I have no idea. Because even like even I'll be like at a show with a friend, and it's like she orders like a drink and then another drink and then a drink, and I no one else is like drinking, right? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like your friend has the drinking. Hey, you guys, I'm right here. (laughs) It's not Megan. It's not Megan. It's like um, um, it's it's just interesting. I don't know why that annoys me. Watching them drink so much, yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't bother me. Well, no, me. I mean, I think you're picking up on the point that like something unconscious is triggered, and it's not like something's going on. Something's going on. I just think it's funny. Yeah, like uh, I, I just like if you can't get through a night with a friend without six drinks, like what else can't you get through? Yeah, 
But it also makes me be like, okay, so I guess I'm, you know, boring to be around. You need to be drunk. No, to be- no. I mean, no. And like the best part of what I've learned is like my friend group changed completely when I stopped <clears throat> for the most part. Some stayed, but like a lot of my guy friends were other drinkers that I had placed myself around. Like right. I was the median in my group. I, there was there were two guys who were messes compared to me and then two guys who like didn't drink as much as I did so I was like oh at least I'm not Dylan you know what I mean right. like <laughs> that's what I did and, but, fucking Dylan <laughs> needs like, to get it together yeah but they all like they fell by the wayside like I see them there's love still there hi how are you doing but like uh our I I my my path is I've taken a different turn and now I'm surrounded by these beautiful wonderful people who none of us uh, both of us don't drink you know what i mean and then we 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 seek each other out because we thoroughly enjoy each other's so company you have sober friends mostly i have a lot my best friends are sober and do you guys can you go to like a bar can yeah. you go grab a drink with someone and Abs- you just don't drink absolutely i i'm a, like i'm a this is so crazy dude like i feel like addiction when you take one thing away like absolutely an addict's mind goes to something mm-hmm. else like uh you're looking addiction's trying to kill you for the most part it's also trying to get you alone and it's trying to get you to like fill this hole with something else you know what i mean like so i'll say like i can go out on pizza sometimes like if i i, I don't need to eat a whole pizza but something in my body and mind will be like fucking eat that whole pizza you know you <laughs> right. dumb little pig you know like <laughs> and like i'll eat it dunk it in ranch do we and have eat the it. same inner voice yeah right <laughs> dumb little or, pig or, or or dicks like i'll i'll hunt for dicks mm, they'll go and dick like, hunting yeah dick hunting and i'll fill that hole with <laughs> dicks so it's like you replace one addiction with another yeah and like this is where this is where a bunch of, a bunch of listeners could turn off but like uh I was never a spiritual, like, uh, I was never a religious person, but, like, in the program, they talk about a higher power, and, like, it's this thing that's bigger than you, and it's looking out for you, and, like, once you start believing in that, like, that kind of starts to fill that hole, as, like, cheesy as that sounds, Mm. like... Oh, this is all we talk about on this show. Oh, higher power? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are into, like, we asked you to be on it at, like, midnight. Okay. (laughs) We asked that, last night when I got home from the twelve step program and found myself drinking. Um, I was like, "Hey Dana, let's get your friend Zach on the sober. podcast." Oh, I love that. Yeah, but yeah. this is a spiritual podcast. Well, and that, that's such a god shot that I was available to come in. It totally. You know I mean? And Megan was like, "Is this really?" I happening? literally. Wrote, I'm like, is "This real?" Because this yeah. is. I yeah. I know it would usually take a while to schedule you. No, no. I mean, it's it's great. I'm I'm very happy to be here. But yeah, it's a it's a. Spiritual solution to like a very physical problem. Like you start to sub out, like checking out on drugs and alcohol with like being of service to people and like, and like thanking your higher power for all the gifts you have in your life. Like, and it's truly like my serotonin levels have adjusted and now like a brownie makes me like really fucking happy. You know what I mean? And a sugar free Red Bull feels like I'm rolling on Molly. <laughs> I mean, this is this is what I want. And last night when I was sitting in the 12 step program, I was just like my purpose, you know, whether or not I'm a technical alcoholic, my purpose in life is not um, to party. So there's a whole thing. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, There's a whole thing. um, I'd rather spend my life in the rooms convincing myself I am an alcoholic and outside of the rooms convincing myself I'm not an alcoholic. Right. Because when I even joined, I was like, am I an alcoholic? Like, I can stop for a month. Like, I haven't killed anyone's kid with my car. Like, that's what alcoholics do. But then I was like, oh, this is literally teaching me to be a better person and just like yeah. a better version of myself. And, so, and, and I know why not? by how scary it is that it's something to go towards, but it is terrifying. Dude. It's worse than dying to think of life sober. Yeah. I think you're a perfect candidate for the program. <laughs> He's recruiting both of us. I love it. I'm like, just sign here. No, it's nothing like that. And it's your just like, blood. And that's the other thing I love about AA too. It's like a attraction versus promotion. So like, hopefully, like if I'm living my life like in a good way, like it makes other people want to get some of that. I mean, yeah, you're giving out some good juju. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the conversations that they have in 12 step meetings, cause I've been to them, uh, not to brag, but <laughs> the conversations that they have are so, so full and they connect and they feel they like 
really truly touch my heart and and there are conversations i like to have mm-hmm. like outside of meetings like with friends like those are the conversations the real stuff the spiritual the talking about your purpose in life and yeah higher power i love that shit oh, so dude i'm like <gasps> get I me mean, in there get in. i get it it's it's like group therapy sort of and like like I thought I found my tribe when I found like my Coachella gays that would like go and like we'd like the same drugs and like the same booze and the same music. Like when you find your tribe in a room at 730 in the morning who did all that stuff and now wants to be like a cool, better person, like that's like the tribe to find. Like that's like the person who like gets you inside and out. And you're just like, oh, like it's it's like I, I feel so at home. being in those groups and talking with those people yeah can we talk about your experience like coming home to yourself and the post that megan showed me that i like Uh, am obsessed with on your instagram everybody you have to follow zach on instagram he is one of the most physically just beautiful little (laughs) people ever oh my god but he's also the funniest human alive and his Instagram makes me pee my pants um but there's one very serious post Mm -hmm. where you um basically say can you uh I don't have it open right now can you kind of summarize what it said Zach I showed it Um, to you it's like the one that touched on the touches on like uh uh internalized homophobia and stuff right yeah it's so crazy to you how it does all connect because like I remember like as a kid like my I was very safe in my household but like being a little gay boy in Missouri like St. Louis Missouri wasn't like cool like it was I got made fun of and I got bullied and like you can only take so much of that before you start to keep secrets and like you start like that's where I started to go on a different path that's where I started to live a life that, like wasn't my genuine self and so when I found alcohol it kind of felt like it made the secrets easier to keep and it made me it, it, it sub it like I said it subs it, it felt like a substitution for meditation and clarity. I was like, oh, like okay, like I I can deal with this stuff with the help of drugs and alcohol, you know. And so like it's there's just so many things like and in the gay community like femininity still isn't like praised as much as I think it should be. Um, guys really um. They, they praise masculinity and like we go after straight guys and like we want the Hemsworth, not like the, you know, the femboy. And like through sobriety, I've just like I've gotten to take an inventory of who I am and I've gotten to see what my like character defects are, which are just things that you are maybe too much of or too little of. And like I, I've been like a fearful person since I was young. Like I was afraid to be myself, you know, and like I, I was a people pleaser. So I would sacrifice who I was to make others feel good about themselves. And like I I know now like I don't have to do that. Like I can embrace little Zach who was just trying to be, you know, little Zach from a from a young age and. And uh, there's no reason to apologize. And like, I'm so happy I'm gay because it's put me through the ringer like more than one time. And I've come out the other end, you know, and not only that, like now I've come out of the other end without the helps of help of drugs and alcohol. So I just feel like I'm like getting so close to being my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I love this version of me the most. Yeah, that's where your true power is. Totally. So powerful. It's like when you when it's it's best not to lie because you never have to keep like stories straight. Like I like I'm just always myself and like I don't have to I don't have to think double think anything. Like I I just I follow my gut now and I I trust myself and I trust that my higher power is looking out for me and like my life is becoming beautiful. Like (gasps) beautiful. I love that so much. It's I feel like that's so you know not your story that in the specifics of it but I think the general like I I feel like a lot of people were told to not be who they truly are absolutely at a young age so we're like these women especially the oh my god I mean I'm you know I don't want to I'm not not comparing myself to your story because it's so different and um you know you had so many more different hurdles than me but just different i just different just different but y'all's path was just as rocky you know what i mean but i'm just like like, look at you (laughs) (laughs) you're right (laughs) (laughs) no i'm sorry go on no 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 i just um 
it's I, I don't even know what I was going to say, but it's just so touching. I, I just like with everything that you said, like I could cry. I'm like connecting with it on such a deep level. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that. Yeah. And I know we have different stories and different backgrounds, but I really feel it. And I feel like a lot of people in the world are kind of, you know, were shamed into like being their true essence and like who they were born to be. Sure. So it's kind of like we're like we have to like go back and like uncover and rewrite the story and 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 find that power of like you know absolutely i mean there's a whole thing with uh, there's a whole section in amends like you're 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 going back and you're like you do a timeline from like when you're born to like people you may have wronged or hurt through your drinking or drug use or the person you were when you were drinking and drugging and like you get to like clear up that wreckage like i've reached out and apologized and made amends to people and it's just been a really beautiful experience I love that. Yeah. I don't know if there's enough paper for my amends. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sweetest angel ever. Thank you. Yeah, I can't I really can't imagine. I've done a few interesting Oh, I'm a, sure. a few interesting things. Um one time I <laughs> got I can't wait. I got drunk and my I got mad at my boyfriend and he took his dog out to pee and I just destroyed his house in like yeah. four minutes. Yeah. I just I broke everything, took it all down, and then got back in bed and pretended to be asleep. Wow. And he came back in and he was like, how did you even do it? Do all of that? And I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, are you crazy? You psycho. Yeah. I, I do the craziest. <laughs> I do the craziest things when I'm drunk. Yeah. The craziest it's... things. Like I one time got so drunk. This is when I lived at home. And I um, came back from a party. My sister was wearing her white pants, like her new white pants. And I got oh. red wine uh-huh. covered in red wine. And so she was fighting with me and my mom was upstairs sleeping and my boyfriend was like trying to mediate the fight. I took the pants off and like threw them at her. And I'm like standing in my kitchen in a thong and we're like screaming. Mm. And my mom comes down and she's like, what? Why are you? What is happening? Like you. And I just I got so angry at everybody and I started screaming and like attacking. And this isn't out of my nature. I'm not this person. Yeah. And then I le- decided to leave the house and r- I went in running. <laughs> In your thong? I was like running and my boyfriend was chasing after me and his like little brother was on a bike and his little brother and his friends were biking and my ass is just like like trying to like catch you. Literally like his friends just saw me in a thong running. Oh my god. Up the street. Yeah. Yeah. I do you want to hear my worst drunk story? Yes. Well it's maybe it's just bad. It's manipulative. It shows who I was as a drinker. I was home from college and I borrowed my mom's car to go to the bar I used to bartend at because I knew I would get hammered there for free. I drank so much that while driving home, I threw up all over her dashboard. And then I tried to like sloppily clean it up. Like at four in the morning, mind you, like in St. Louis, where go to bed. She wakes me up. She's like, you got sick in the car? And I'm like, yeah, it must have been something you cooked me for dinner. <laughs> OMG. And then she apologized to me. OMG. But and like cleaned for- it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So then for my men's I literally just made my men's to my mom and I like I took her to lunch and I got her car detailed. It's not the same car. And right. it's like but it's just like Aww. that was the amends I got to make to her. Your mom you know? seems awesome. Oh, she my mom's only flaw is like loving her kids too much. She's so I mean cuz you Aww. are really like your Instagram is very um, oh. like R rated, X rated. Very. It's and so dirty. Your mom the like stuff and yeah like loves she's it like, that's my baby boy i'm like oh mom uh, she'll call me up and she's like can i like that post i'm like let's let's skip this oh one my like God. she's she's sweet she's, oh, she's that's sweet. so nice yeah. that's so nice yeah. yeah um i'm gonna try to be that person for myself and just yeah it's cool that she's holding that space for you to come oh yeah to come authentically so hard at the world and yeah. not be like be quiet because oh. When I've been on my own, like, financially since I was, like, 16, sort of. So, like, I at that age, I was like, well, I get to do what I want to do. I, it's kind of like me being stubborn. I'm like, I'm not going to change for anybody. You know, like, if I pay for stuff, I'm going to do it my way, you know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, just so you're not late for A Star is Born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pick apart one one thing you said a little bit deeper, which is that, um, like, so something that you hate about yourself when you're younger, mm-hmm. you can go back to those traits and kind of dig deeper into them to find the gold in them because there's always a ton of gold there. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're... 
Yeah, I mean, like through sobriety and stuff. You mean no, or just in, just, just in, in general? general. Yeah, I love going that back. Yeah, question. Oh, thank you. That is interesting because I bet you can like I don't think about what I was like as a kid very often, but now through comedy I have been I've been mining my past for like jokes. You know, like what was like what was it like being like the little gay boy that I was, and I guess the one thing that I really held back was like my like the feminine like part of me that I just I I I I've loved women like for as long as I can remember. I, like, girl, I always had girl best friends and stuff like that, and like now especially now with like this great movement that's happening i'm like going back i'm like oh i wish i had like fought a little bit harder to be myself back then but like i guess i'm doing it now so it still feels pretty therapeutic you're destroying the patriarchy i'm trying yeah you know get in here with one us. anal sex experience at a time <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are you on grinder more for material nowadays or, yeah or like, to I'm, find um Hot it's like D. the hot D is like a a, a a perk of the job. And then how many like just really dumb interactions do you get? Because I that's the one thing with date with dating apps oh. where I'm like, these conversations are just like so boring. They're like, crazy. I'm falling asleep. They're either boring or crazy, like insane. It's like, <laughs> like why? Who? How, how? Who trained you? Like why? Do you have any friends? Like does this work? Does this? I've asked guys before. Like has this worked ever before? And like sometimes like yeah sometimes I'm like well bravo like yeah. not me but like so saying something like completely insane yeah just like I don't know I just like and with com- comedy like you read the room like like I try to gather as much information about a guy that I'm about to talk to online before talking to him so I can like gauge like what to say but some of these guys just like let anything fly you know yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> do I, I know? I can't imagine. Steph Toliff does like Tinder screen grabs, I think. Yes. And they're very, I mean, she's always like off the Richter scale with it. But like the guys are also like so inappropriate and so just like. And she sends like the most inappropriate oh, thing back and it's insane. so funny. And yeah. then the guy's like, oh, this is cool. This yeah. He's is a like, cool yeah, I'd love to take you out. <laughs> she's like, I just said I staple my vagina shut, you know. like. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's go to dinner for uh-huh. sure. <laughs> Your Zach. mouth still works, right? Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your mouth. Um, this has been the best conversation. I, I'm, af- I'm afraid to admit it's probably been a life-changing conversation. Is there anything we wanted to touch on? Touch, touch, touch. Is there anything you want to touch? We are laying on like polar bear skin rugs right now. Is there anything you want to touch? I wrote down pain as a blessing. Don't know what I was talking oh, about. Oh, I think I told you to write that down. It yeah. is. I, I mean, like... Like you have to be uncomfortable to achieve progress. Ooh, that is a Oprah aha moment. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I I'm, mean, mm-hmm. say that again. You have to experience pain to achieve progress. Yeah, it's like it's like getting some real traction. If I'm uncomfortable, and also feelings are always temporary, good and bad. Oh, the best thing I've heard recently in a meeting was that uh, the peaks and valleys of my life have become gently rolling hills. Ooh, and I, I'm nice. telling you, it's the serenity feeling I always feel because I get great news and I'm like, cool. I get bad news and I'm like, okay. I'm not like, this is the thing that's going to change everything. And I spike myself and then like something falls through and I'm like, I can't deal with life anymore. It's, it's just like, okay, man, like the world's going to keep spinning. I'm here to be of service to other people now. I'm going to put in the work and do my best. I'm going to stay out of the fucking results because that's where you go insane. Oh, my God. You're it's you're surrendering. Yeah. You're surrendering completely. And it's interesting when when people are like, you know, they they're like, you're constantly doing something. You know, you're you're progressing in your life and you're always somewhere and you're working and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm really uncomfortable with who I am. I want to be better. I'm uncomfortable with where my career is. I want it to be better. Like every day, like it's just this like drive that's in me. That's like, go do better. Yeah. I mean, you're checking out with work. It sounds like, you know. Oh, you think I'm addicted. That's where the addiction. Maybe. Yeah. I just will say like, uh, I from now on will prioritize my mental and physical health. And let everything and like be of service to people and like help people when I can and let everything else fall where it may. Holy shit. But dude. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) You sound like Oprah. That is good. Wait, no, that's really good. I never regret 
I have three things on my whiteboard. It's sobriety, um, workout, and write. So like sobriety, like I go to a meeting, I try to be of service, I reach out. I'm a sponsor. I have a sponsee. So like oh, I reach out. Like yeah, thanks. It's new. So I'm like yeah. Um, but like I try to be of service to people, and then I try to take care of my body, and then I do a little bit of work on my career. But if I do those three things every day, I like cool like you did you like you worked like you you did something today you kept you you took care of yourself damn that's so we need to hear that everybody needs to hear that yep. thank you yeah zach, thank you so much where can i find you on instagram oh my gosh uh, zach noe towers z-a-c-h-n-o-e-t-o-w-e-r-s it's a lot of dick stuff y'all you know it's in for so funny treat. you make me laugh out loud yeah. oh good and as a comic it's hard to make other we're, comics we're laugh. so dead when it we're comes so to comedy. We're so dead inside when it comes to the humor. But we're like, you... good joke. I understand the piece. <laughs> Next one, please. I see the setup. I, I see, see the... what I see the twist you did it's at the end there. Premise, but <laughs> you'll get to it. Yeah, I found myself watching Joe Rogan special. Just it was so funny, but I was literally like, mm-hmm. "That is hilarious." That inside, is I wasn't laughing outside, yeah, yeah. but I was going, that "Oh, is that's good." Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's a win if they get that out of you. Like, oh, I wish I did that one. You know, like, damn, that's a good so one. Everybody, go follow Zach. You, you will die to. laughing every day, and you you are you have inspirational stuff, which is. Which is a really nice blend. It's sprinkled in. It's sprinkled in. And look, you, it doesn't, you don't need to inspire every day. No. We're doing enough making people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megan, pl- plug your shit, girl. Um, can you guys <laughs> go follow me at Megan Granger, please? Because I, I need a few more followers so I can do the swipe 6, up. 6,000 more. 6,000 more. We're almost there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, at Dana Moon Me. And if you enjoy the episode, share it with a friend. Go to iTunes and rate it five stars. And you don't even need a long caption. Just write, we love Zach the most. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> five stars, we love Zach the we most. We love Zach the most. And come join the Facebook group, Superficial Magic Vibrators. Thank you. We love you. Bye, Pyre, bitch. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.